Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. It's me. It's your boy. It's your dude. Uh, Steve McJones. How's it going? Uh, welcome back. This week is very special because it's not just about the week. It's about the month. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, I was fortunate enough to recently find a place in downtown Philly to uh, move into with my new roommate, Kevin Kelso, who is our guest this week. And he happens to be you know, of the, uh, of the spicy type, you know, of the, the flavorful, uh, he's on the pride spectrum. I'll, I'll say that. And he, uh, was, was awesome enough to come on and share his experience, uh, growing up as a homosexual man and, uh, really give a unique perspective on the community because he is, uh, he, he relates very well to people in general and was able to kind of show me how things look on in a very level-headed manner and it made me feel very comfortable because this month is a big one for me too um, because I actually came out recently to my parents uh, which was big so yeah no I uh, I am actually uh, now openly bald which is great um, for those of you who don't know it means I like getting fucked by the sun and um, yeah my mom was very upset when I told her uh, she didn't just cry uh, she, she bawled bald i'm so sorry anyways with that uh let's get into it because kevin's a great guest and very informative on the topic and um again thanks kevin for coming and doing this with me i appreciate it and uh yeah let's get into it yeah we'll start out with a good asmr session probably about 20 minutes no big deal and then we'll really get deep dive into it (laughs) so kevin kelso um i would like to start out saying Slits, the boots, uh, on the tea, on the house, that's the realness, yes, God? Is that it? Very close. Okay. Um, so, what he's referring to <laughs> is my catchphrase, and for all the listeners out there, it is, and I quote, Slay, that's the boots, realness, tea, the house, down, yes, God. Yes, God. I that's... can't claim that. It's a Trixie Mattel quote. She's my <laughs> idol. I'm very gay. Slay, that's the boots, realness, tea, the house, down, yes, God. And that's what this is about. <laughs> Well, and, and Pride Month, and I think I think Trixie Mattel is a very big part of gay culture nowadays. Correct. Yeah, so that's something that we can definitely get into. Um, but before we get into, like, the culture of today and how everything is, um, like, broadly, I would like to focus in on your story a little bit first, if that's okay with you. My story. Yeah, yeah, your story. Oh, my Kevin. story. Oh, where to begin? Well, <laughs> at one point I was birthed. Okay, that's a good start. I was birthed from a gay lake. Oh, wow. No. Uh, I grew up in Claymont, Delaware, uh, which is 30 minutes away in suburbia. The least gay place you could think of. Uh, no, there's definitely less gay places. Right, like, right. Come on, we're not in the South. Right, like, fair but enough. But I mean, like, we're, we're, we're doing the thing, like, living the good old, like, Christian lifestyle. like. Until one day. One day I was, I think I was actually in like third grade or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would be a member of my friend group. Mm -hmm. You had to kiss me. Oh, wow. And I was only friends with boys. Okay. So imagine the scandal. You started it. I didn't. The, the. (laughs) I mean, I started it, I ended it. That's hilarious though. I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch that part. Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever told you that part. It's, uh. It was definitely very interesting, and now I see these people because, you know, when you're from Delaware, you don't go too far. Even I didn't go too far. Right, right. And I see these people, and they look at me, and I look at them, and I know. And, and they know. <laughs> they have once kissed a gay man. Correct. Well, gay boy. <laughs> well, yes. 
That's interesting. Though. So it was, and, and like originally the kiss thing was probably just more of a fun thing. I uh, I don't know. It was all <laughs> hazy. Yeah. I was just a little kid and I acted out. It's really funny because, uh, I mean, we're going to get into the whole drag thing a little bit later. Yeah, but like, I mean, culture. at the time, I remember I was just always so into being like the center of attention, being like in the spotlight that like. The Kevin Kelso show. It was like, Kevin Aww. Kelso, Kevin Kelso, <laughs> Kevin Kelso show. Oh, you know the whole thing. Okay. Hi! And like, I would just like do ridiculous <laughs> shit. Because all my friends just found it so entertaining. And now that I think back on it, that is literally a drag show. I was a drag queen. Wow. Did you dress up and everything? Um, I mean, there, there, there are incriminating images oh, of no. me attempting drag. As a small <laughs> the child, ripe age at the right age, uh, the ripe age of, um, definitely not the right age. Um, no. like maybe I don't know four. I had like my bowl cut that my mom forced upon me. Oh, nice. No, as we've all we've all I've been got here. like the sequined ballerina gown from my sister's ballet recital or some shit. And I guess I was feeling my fantasy. And I think at the time I was like, oh, look at this funny, silly thing I'm doing. Not gay though. Yeah, you weren't thinking gay. Yeah, for like. Sure. Five-year-old me was like, no homo. <laughs> yeah, well, and so when did you realize that that was the concept? Oh, you know what I mean? That I was uh, full, got, 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 oh, like fully Jeff dropping homosexual. Yeah, fully slaying. Enjoying the dick and cock. The, the cock and balls. Correct. Yes. I believe, <laughs> I mean, there had always been little hints, little moments, little boom, but like, uh, it was actually. When I was dating uh, my first girlfriend, I dated her for nine months. And, like, part of the way through when we were dating, um, like, some new guy started a year under me in my high school. By the way, I went to a performing arts high school. Oh, I don't know what I was thinking trying to be in the closet then. I was like, what? what? I don't know. But, like, he started and he was such a douchebag. But I was so yeah oh my god i was like (laughs) yeah oh jesus oh no we're really doing this aren't we we're really feeling this like this isn't just a passing thing i was like oh shit did you think it was like at that point like did you think there was like a possibility that you were just bi maybe or you were like i mean we can get into that later i still don't consider myself to be like a platinum card 100 (laughs) percent homosexual everyone's a little queer i i I agree. I think that bisexuality and or pansexuality is the way of the future, but that's neither here nor there. This is my story, not Everyone's the Everyone's just story. fucking each other. Correct. Big orgies. Yes. Across the nation. That is that is my cup of tea. That is my dream. And I will be... And that's the new American dream. I will hold the orgy. That <laughs> You'll is, start it. You'll organize it. That's the Earth dream. Yeah. yeah. Because eventually we're going to be like go to other planets and shit and mars can be the conservative planet right earth. actually earth is the orgy I kinda, yeah I until like it blows idea. up i'll forgive you um <laughs> so uh where was I? oh yeah so i yeah i just remember thinking at the time like at the time like fuck oh, actually yeah. trixie mattel said this again very recently on her podcast she was like wow this is something that i'm gonna have to deal with now mm. this is something that I'm going to have to come to terms with is the fact that I have 
homosexual feelings. And that was very harrowing for me because mm-hmm. I was like, look back on it now. Looking back on it now, I think I was just afraid of being anything less than perfect. Like, or giving up my privilege as a straight white Right, male. and so when you say perfect, that is the like you said, just yes, white I, I, which is that, that's wrong because obviously that's but that's what's instilled, perfect. but that's yeah, what's but, instilled within our society. I mean, yeah, sure. exactly. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like as fucked up as it is, like whiteness is like put on a pedestal, not just whiteness the, too, but straightness as well. Whiteness, straightness, like, mm-hmm. and so and that was something when you said that for the first time that kind of like blew. I was like. You, like you said, it's like you you were yeah. I felt like I was I was making the choice to give to that give up. that up, mm-hmm. and it's pretty at the end of the day, no, it is not a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. I of course I. I mean, I guess I could like not even come your geni- yeah, even your genetics are fabulous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's it's not it's not. A- <laughs> I mean, when I came out of that uterus, honey, you should have seen the red carpet, the rainbow carpet the rainbow. rolled out before me. <laughs> Um, so, so at that point, where do you like, you know, you, you realized it was something you're going to have to give up and you realized it was something that you're going to have to like tell people, I guess. Like, did you even think? Or well, I mean, just, like, it took me a long time to get there. I mean, even before I like had a crush on this guy, I remember having a choir director that I was really freaked out by oh, wow. because he was gay. Hmm. First, I think major figure in my life that was homosexual and i was not comfortable with it because newsflash most people that don't like gayness are gay themselves Mm -hmm. case in point myself so all you frustrated masculine men out there (laughs) that can't put up with gay i mean yeah i mean i don't blame them sometimes we're really annoying but like it's <laughs> no but that, I, I understand that that must have been yeah uh, and, and so I, I i just over time i eventually it stopped being something that i could push down like it was like this is something that i need to face in order to be true to myself and it's just i was just carrying so much weight oh, yeah. just un- under this like veil of supposed heterosexuality and trying to fit into the box Mm -hmm. that had been prescribed to me and eventually my feelings for this guy fucking guy uh got so strong that i just i knew that if i didn't act on it i would regret it okay wow so that's that's very um like the the I feel like the driving factor of regret in that scenario is kind of a weird realization to have when you you were in high school, right? I mean, there's no guidebook to this, and even back then things were a little bit different too because like there was really no gay marriage. I, I mean, a lot of the oh right yeah that, that was illegal, and like the exposure that. people that were very far extreme, like there wasn't really any like. Very, they were very like out proud, like yeah, is it very like thumb, like uh, like dancing queen, like oh my god, I'm in musicals, like all oh, that right. stuff. And I was, I just remember, like it's so toxic now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. I just remember thinking to myself, like I'm not that, mm-hmm. like I, like I'm not gay, I'm not that, like right. because like it or not, like when people even now when people think 
when people hear that you're gay, they think that you're that. Right. You know, for some reason, they immediately think you're a stereotype. Mm -hmm. You are going to, like, I don't know, you're going to like musicals. You're going to be, like, snappily dressed. You're going to wear makeup. You're going to be blah, 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 blah. blah. And, like, a lot of that might be true for me, (laughs) but I am still me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of separation in the community, which is very complicated. Right. And and so, again, I want to get into the community a little bit more. Uh, did you – we could maybe finish up maybe talking about – so I guess when you came out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I eventually had to get to the point where I, I, I had broken up with that girlfriend. <laughs> Just so we yeah. are clear. Right. I didn't get any wires crossed or anything. I mean, my wires were crossed sexuality-wise, <laughs> but I mean – I, I I wasn't cheating. I'm mm-hmm. not a I'm not a cheater. Good to know. I I, I might be a hoe, but I ain't no cheater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what that accent was. Um, but like <laughs> I wait, I I was certifiably insane, is what I was. Is I would like go. I joined a choir with him. Oh wow! And like I, when I like somebody, mm-hmm. I go for it. I'm like okay. I I'm gonna like join their choir. I'm gonna like be their friend. I'm yeah. Make it really so, worked your way into it, their I, life. It, it's cute, but like it's a little, a little much. A little much. We'll yeah. say that. We'll say that. I mean, I've done it multiple times. It's just a thing that I do. I mean, and at the end of the day, I I think that's I, I want to share interests with you. Like, I I want to spend time with you. I like you, and so like like I like right. this guy. And eventually, we were acquired together. I had gotten like a little closer, and I just asked, "Hey, you want to hang out one day?" And then we hung out. It was it was good. Like it was just like a bro hangout like yeah and like then afterwards i was just like hey like he drove me home and i was like hey i just want you to know like i really like you Mm. and like i think i like like you and i just wanted to tell you because like i really can't keep it in anymore i've liked you for a long time and like he was just like wow i'm really flattered it was he was really really nice about it super cool about it but he turned me down and like i mean right right (laughs) come to find out later that i think he eventually came around to the idea of exploring exploring but that was not the case at the time and so my little it wasn't college (laughs) homosexual heart um was completely shattered hey guys it's steve really sorry to cut it off there at that emotional moment but uh at that point in time Kevin and I had to take a second because we were so overwhelmed uh, with ourselves. You know, we actually uh, took the night and, and, you know, ate a lot of cheese, got some wine in us, cried about past lovers, exes, just personal uh, relationships that, that, that should have worked out. And in actuality, that is gay rights. Um, what actually happened is there were some technical difficulties. I apologize. I'm still getting back on the horse on this one, guys. Uh, so bear with me. But Kevin actually, uh, at that point, I want to tell, I want to brief this story in the most straight way possible. So Kevin went back to his house and, uh, you know, cried to his mom about the dude not liking him because of the whole thing. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm gay. And she's like, oh, no, no, we know. <laughs> we been new, sis. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. Anyways, uh, moving on from there, uh, we actually started talking about a little bit more broadly about the gay community. And I was asking, uh, we had previously talked about I mean, earlier in this recording, he said, uh, I am not a cheater. So I quoted that uh, because I was curious about the open nature of relationships within the gay community. 
And Kevin replies, "It things are very open. Mm-hmm. People don't cheat." Well, and again, because you're like a person. So what I was going to say about before how you were like, when you find a person that you like, you start joining the clubs and doing the things that they like doing. And that's good Correct. when you when you find like the right person, because that, at that point you become very intertwined. You spend a lot of time with that person. And like that's, you know, you to know them. Yeah. yeah. Loving it. Like you're doing love to the, you know, the max basically. Um, and, and, and you become very committed to that person. However, again, apparently, so that's not what I gather from what you tell me about the gay community. Um, well, I mean, at least around here in Philadelphia, I, I, <laughs> I think it's pretty, I, I, I know it's not the case just in Philly, but it's very hands off and more like hands on. Am I right? <laughs> Open. There's, it's, it's very, I mean, grinder culture. Let, let, let's be real. It's just, um, there's a lot of hookup culture. I have found it very challenging to find somebody who is right for me. And if they are right for me, they might not be ready to settle down. They want to see multiple people and then it fizzles out because everybody's just wants the next thing. I mean, it's, I think that's like, I newsflash. I have, I am the gay best friend to very many women and like, sorry, ladies. And they, I hear about that kind of stuff happening there too. I think it's just the sign of the times. People are just always ready for the next best thing. And I think it gets very confusing and very exhausting. And there's like, not only is there a small pool in the minority of the gay community, there's also like. The concepts of like sexual compatibility, like being a top, being a bottom, being versatile. Oh wow, yeah. Um, wow, I didn't even think about that. Actually. Yeah, I mean, it's there are people that only do one thing. I mean, I'm versatile. I'm just happy to be invited. But like, <laughs> it's 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 complicated, and there are many layers to it. There's no real guidebook too, because this entire thing is just very new. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's, I shouldn't say it's new. I, I I think it's... Well, the open part of it, I think, at least. In it's the, in not... The, the growing culture. Let's say it's sure. not romanticized very much. It's not in pop culture. There's no guidebook. I think for heterosexual relationships, there's a lot of conventionality to it. Hmm. Like, you meet, you go on a couple of dates, you don't have sex on the first date. You, mm-hmm. like... Third the, date. The, the guy's going to have sex with the woman and there's really only one way to do that so right. that's easy and it makes sense and there's no cleaning involved and like <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then uh you get married you have kids but like for gay men there's no biological time clock involved right in, like the sense that you want to have kids so nobody's really in a rush and even when you're in like the relationship i think like the, the, there's told, like not the urgency correct and of there's like having children which is a very big factor driving factor naturally like instinctively we want to reproduce you know what i mean so like in a conventional you know straight relationship that becomes like a very like let's bond as much as we can so that way we can have a baby as quick as we can and then kind of push yeah push a couple of them out. i mean i i can't speak all that but mm-hmm. i i 
But I, I think I think things are definitely moving a little bit later with our generation in general. Well, oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. The amount of times that I've told you this, I'll go to a club or something, be talking to a cute guy, and I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll just be talking. Maybe we've even made out at this point, right? And then we may or may no, and then after talking with them for a little while, they'll turn around and be like. Come meet my boyfriend, mm-hmm. or come meet come meet my husband, and I'm like, excuse me, yeah. like what? Right, a hot, yeah. and, and it's gotten to the point now where I'm like, oh, again, yeah, again. again? <laughs> Are you really right. about to rope me into another That's threesome? Wild, <laughs> it's Feel. really exciting mm-hmm. in a way because I, I mean, I've told you this before, I. It's unconventional, which can be exciting because that can mean you can make it anything you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you can customize your relationship, whereas like again, a heterosexual relationship, again, is very prescribed. For to have a husband and then make out with a dude at a bar would be very out of taboo. Yeah, it's a taboo. Just the taboo. Ta- taboo. Yeah, <laughs> which is the name of a gay bar in Philly, by the way. Interesting. Correct. Um, <laughs> Check that out. Uh, and uh, no, it's very fun. They have drag shows, and um, so yeah, it's. It's it's just fascinating, and I think it's confusing, but also exciting. I don't know. Right? No, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Like you were saying, it's a very it's still evolving at this point as a. Uh, it's evolving, and there's no real guidebook to it. Like our, my parents can't help me yeah. with it. Well, I mean, like a, this is gonna sound. I'm not. I'm not trying to take away from it at all, but I think it's kind of similar with technology and like our generation in general. No, There's no sure. guidebook to like having all of this stuff at our fingertips. Yeah, I mean there forward. are parallels for sure. I yeah. mean it's it's a different generational challenge, but mm. it's just like I don't know. It's just so unique in yeah. a lot of ways. Tiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely could be working harder to find like a more committed partner, but like it's just there's just like a lot going on right now. So I mean, do you think that you should have to work to find a partner? This is like me asking you. Do you think that you should have to find a work to fi- to find a partner, or do you think you should just stumble upon somebody who works out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, it seems like that's what people say. Like, I what mean, they say when you stop looking is when is the one. when you find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I would like to believe that, and I agree, <laughs> but I also think that we live in a day and age that's very isolating. There's people that don't even go into a fucking office anymore. You cannot yeah. leave your house if you want to, and the right person could be one of those people. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to... I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think that it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's an To put yourself question. in situations sure. that increase your probability yeah <laughs> let's go with that okay all right all right let's uh let's switch gears a little bit get back into gayness because you know i don't really want to make it <laughs> let's about... get into gayness hunting yeah <laughs> so 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 we were kind of talking we mentioned before trixie mattel right correct and so where my queen yes where in like rupaul's drag race so like what <laughs> is the what you know that's a name that i knew even you know like as i a, mean yeah it's it's really taken off mm-hmm when do you think that culture? What do you that culture kind of grew with like James Charles? Like, was there like a YouTube era, and then like it kind of? I mean, it, like I think drag has been around forever. Like, true dra- drag is true. like been 
around since like even uh, the, the term itself comes from like shakespearean dress resembling a girl oh yeah so it's been around for a, a long time i mean like like the drag that we're used to i know i'm not the best gay historian but i know that um <laughs> like there are drag queens at the stonewall riots in 1969 that right. caused, like was the beginning of the gay liberation movement mm-hmm. and like there's a trans um Trans woman named Marsha P. Johnson that threw the first brick at Stonewall and started a whole riot against the police who were trying to shut down the Stonewall Tavern in New York City, which is why Pride is in New York. Yes, God. June. Yes, God. <laughs> Marsha P. Johnson. Yes, Queen. Yeah. We we stand. Right, right. Snaps for you. <laughs> um, so that's the boost realness to the house. Yes, God. Yes, yes, God. yes, God. Right, right. But so that. But but but. What so- was I saying? So you you were saying like the YouTube celebrity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean they're like with the it, that, that's been around and it's been with the times. Like I'm sure people were going on dial-up websites for drag queens when that came around, and then Instagram came around. You got the Instagram queens, you got the YouTube queens, yeah. you got that. Like I mean, they've they've had flux with the times as well. So it's it's always been a thing. Hello listeners, it's Steve again. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, take a little intermission here. I feel like this is where I would put advertisements. If I had one! Anyways, I think this is a good spot. Maybe go hydrate, a shower, go to the bathroom, get some popcorn. Do what people do when you when you, you, you stop listening to the podcast and you're going to pick it up later. Or just keep listening. Either one. Uh, in the meantime, while I don't have an ad, uh, I figured, you know, I could use this time for Pride Month to shout out Human Rights Campaign Foundation. Uh, the Human Rights Campaign Foundation envisions in America where lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer persons are insured of their basic equal rights and can be open, honest, and safe at home, at work, and in the community. Uh, now, for the music, batter up! So I guess moving forward, like, what you, again, from what I gather from what we've talked about, it seems like that culture for you is almost, again, what we were talking about before, like, the terms for people who fall very flamboyantly <laughs> under the, the gay spectrum. The queens, yeah, the fans, right. just... Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, let me just say that (laughs) I have had a very evolving relationship with RuPaul's Drag Race. At first, I did not appreciate it because I thought that it created this personality type of cattiness. And judginess among the gay community, which I still believe. I don't know if that's entirely because of the show. I think that might just be inherent. Maybe I don't. It's like a chicken versus the egg. Well, to be honest, you know, I've, I, you know, I've had friends that are, you know, I've been around some gay community people before. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate it. But there is like a a part of it that does seem very judgmental. You know what I mean? And 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 it's hard for me as someone. Who again? I'm not. I don't know the perspective. It's at very all. fascinating because they, they're. It's all the entire community is about being who you are and accepting each other right. and all that stuff. But then at the end of the day, if you're wearing the wrong shoes, you're fucking thrown out of the club. <laughs> right. Well, you've talked about how like you'll go. You'll you haven't. You're not a big movie guy, right? Correct. So it's like when you haven't seen. 
you know. Oh my god. Into the Heights or uh, uh, what's the new one? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is nowadays. Prom. Um, Prom the musical? (laughs) We stand. Um, I've seen it like seven times. Um, Gay as a bucket of wigs. Um, There's, um, yeah, you'll be stoned to death. You haven't seen the Oscars? You haven't seen Parasite? I've seen Parasite. I've seen Parasite. Don't come for me. But, uh, yeah, it's it's very that. It's very, it can be very elite Hmm. and very intimidating like you just need to be like a perfect human being or else you're trash not just a perfect human being a perfect gay correct you need to be in shape Mm -hmm. you need to be extremely cultured um you need to have impeccable fashion Mm -hmm. or you you will be read for it yeah or you need to you need to watch like rupaul oh well y'all i mean yeah i feel like that's kind of i I guess it, it just depends like I'm I'm just speaking for like the majority um, sure, of sure. what I've experienced, well, and and that's something that I always come back to is there's there's generalizations. There's Not a lot of generalizations. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's... But for the most part, it seems like there is a very like if you don't well even as like a uh, okay like a straight guy, I don't watch RuPaul, and you have been very accepting of like the media that I watch, and we kind of you know, and I'll try you know I get into yeah, whatever you're heterosexual trash. Shit. Right. No, <laughs> exactly. But... No, I like it. It's like it. It's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I am just inundated with drag, and I love it. And I'll get into why I love it. But first, I want to talk about why I don't like it. And that was one of the reasons. It's just it like propagates this. I mean, the entire show is just like comparing art. Like these, you've got like what, like fourteen queens that go in, and they compete in these challenges against each other and get eliminated one by one every week. And so everybody's like. I don't like her outfit. She should go home for that. I don't like this. I don't like that about her. I, I think Dude, they're cold in that. Yeah. Oh, that show ooh, too. Oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they come for each other. Yeah. For and, sure. Like, like, like body problem, like body image. Oh, wow. Stuff. Like, um, I don't know. A lot of it's like funny jokes and it doesn't get taken very seriously, which is great. And everybody like comes off of this show and they have a good laugh about it. They'll look at their season like 10 years later and be like oh my god can you believe yeah and they're friends now and it and it, it's fine i mean there's drama there's drama believe but like what i was getting at is it can i i i do think that it tends to propagate this almost like a comparison competitive culture among gay people even like at work if i'll be working with another gay person i feel as though I can't say a funny joke or I can't succeed at my job without them feeling threatened by me, which I never reciprocate. I'm like, you're hilarious. I want to be your friend. So that, that part of it just has not made, does not make sense. However, I'm going to flip it over now to what you do. like. I love drag now. And I love the show Mm -hmm. because the acceptance of femininity that it gives every gay person and like just maybe not even the femininity i mean that's a huge part of it but it's also just accepting your art your craft and your gifts like in general and being true to yourself and it really it's very inspiring to watch because these people just completely go from having these completely screwed up lives to finding something that just gives them so much joy 
And it's just an ultimate fuck you yeah. to the masculinity culture. And like, fuck your box. I'm not going to get in it. I'm right. going to be a fucking woman okay. for the night. Yeah. And I'm going to make lots of money doing it. <laughs> and I'm going to be fierce. And you can't say a damn thing. Damn. And like... No, that's inspiring. Yeah. And I mean, the show itself has like, it made me want to do it. And I, I did it. Sure. And... Yeah, you showed me the pictures. You were, uh, you slayed the, the queen uh, on the boots. Okay. We'll work on that. Yes, God. Um, yes. Yes, God. Very good. Okay. Yes. That's really all you need. Okay. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. It's like it's like answering like a um, teleprompter. You know, like yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. This is Steve. <laughs> um, but the show says it all the time. It's like anything that you discover and drag, any confidence that you find, any fierceness that you get from it, you can take with you everywhere you go. That is you. Mm-hmm. drag just helped you find it yeah. and that was the case for me i looked in the mirror my long blue wig on <laughs> my beaten face yeah. and like my high heels shoes yeah. no sorry, sorry that's <laughs> disturbing um no i i i i looked great yeah and i looked beautiful and ever since that day whenever a camera arrives i'm like i'm ready yeah Show me. Yeah, what poses do you want? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I, it's amazing. It, like you, no, that's you, awesome. You just fully learn to embrace yourself. Right. And, right. And I love it. And I think it's just, again, like a fuck you to True. any conventional role that I was supposed to play mm-hmm. as a straight white man. I said, fuck the motherfucker. You biting it. I do want to say, I think um, there's some trickle-down economics going on as well <laughs> correct which is a funny term but like to like me as a straight guy you know like i feel a lot more comfortable in like i pluck my eyebrows you know what i mean and i and i take i maintain my beard and i feel very Do you though no <laughs> <laughs> hey get out of here man. hey come on i try i try all right but uh you know but i but i don't feel like ashamed admitting that you know what i mean i i feel like it, it, it and that's the thing and is nobody like, sh- should right <laughs> like don't even get me started on fucking toxic masculinity and the idea that like <laughs> if you spend any time like working on your personal hygiene or like making yourself look like focusing on your st- like what is that yeah i it's like like i felt bad personally when i was growing up because I was like, I followed like a look good, feel good mentality. Whereas like, well, if I look good and I put effort into my, like how I look, you know, aesthetically, then I personally feel when I go out, I'm like, hey, I'm looking good today. Like I, you know. Drag queens feel the same way. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I bet. That's what I'm saying is like, but I almost Just mail drag. kept it to myself because like I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't let myself fully feel good because I didn't want to fully fall into the maintaining my looks type of thing, I mean, you know? Like, there's, I, there's a lot of upkeep that comes with being a regular guy. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, there's hygiene, there's right, working out, working out, there's like, there's a lot to it. And it's what, like, I just, I, I don't get it. Like, I mean, there's even straight guys that wear, like, little a little bit of concealer or concealing lotion and stuff like that and like they've got entire oh my god i see these fucking ads sometimes (laughs) now that are like it's makeup but for men oh and i'm like makeup 
for women is also for makeup men. It's unisex it's makeup. makeup. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we gendering things? We're not Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> like, my uh, my sister actually got me Birchbox, like the samples. Yes. I think I told you yeah, about, yeah, that. I've heard about that. And I think that is not really, Birdbox. Not Birdbox. No. Never Birdbox. No, no. We can all see fine. Like, we're good for now. But for now, <laughs> we don't know how it's going to turn out. But um, the Birchbox is like a really good. I think it's a good step for hetero and kind of masculine men to move towards some sort of self-care i agree and like i've been noticing i don't i I don't know what straight targeted ads are like but i have been noticing a lot more like things like i don't know um manscaped yeah come out with a lot of things and like male grooming is definitely like becoming more normal that's what i'm saying that's what again I, I trickle down economics is a funny term to use for it but i think in a way it is kind of uh you know a side effect of gay culture becoming more open and, and becoming more, yeah i mean at um, the end of the day it's like i think that the first one of the first um fights for gay rights was the fight for women's rights and, that's because, gay and right. femininity in general because Hmm, that's an interesting like i i i think it all goes hand in hand like the fight for like like the blm stuff and gay rights and women's rights it's all just you know trying to it's really making straight white men try to try to, try to actually <laughs> yeah it must be very hard for you differently. um but yeah i mean it's just giving people an equal playing field and mm-hmm. like like giving people that have just had generations of just mm-hmm feeling repressed like a a chance and like i everybody benefits at the end of the day from like a little bit of equality like i don't know like i just think that in particular in masculine culture it can be so stifling Mm -hmm. just having to fit yourself in this box like i think that queer culture has influenced so many artists like Lady Gaga, straight. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, very true. And she's like the ultimate yes queen. Mm-hmm. Like everybody who like loves her, but right. she is so grateful to the LGBT community for like inspiring a lot of her looks, a lot of her music, a lot mm-hmm. of, and, and like even for straight white men, like they. I mean, I. <laughs> it sounds like so corny, but like. Uh, somebody at my gym was telling a story about they saw like two gym bros working out and he was like oh man like how you doing bro you're looking a little glum and like Aww, and then like cute. the other bro was like yeah i'm kind of going through a rough time man and they're like oh call me up sometime man we can talk about it yeah. and like it's like i just feel like we're really coming to an era of empathy empathy for sure and that's Take what it time. comes down to me that's good. No, I yeah, I definitely uh, definitely understand that, and I think that's a good direction to be headed in. I, I for agree. Sure. I mean, you, um, you I never know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and I did want to bring up. Um, I don't know if have you have you heard of Hannah Gadsby before? She is a um, a lesbian um, comedian that I watched recently, and her most recent special was kind of a. It was like a a, a rant in a way, but it, it, in a way where so she is lesbian, but she's not conventionally like. Again, so she's from Australia where they have Mardi Gras, uh, and she was just like, yeah, you know, that 
that may be like the conventionally gay way to celebrate but what for me expressing who i am like i take a nap like that's <laughs> i mean i live right <laughs> that's how i celebrate everything yeah <laughs> and um so maybe I just i'm think, a lesbian right right maybe it's it's very actually you should look into that I, um maybe but i think what uh, i wanted to get out of that was how you were saying i think yes straight men need to get out of putting themselves in a box and i don't think that anybody should let themselves fall into a box of yes that is a very good point is i feel like a lot of gay men in particular need to fulfill this stereotype of being a gay man and right. being like this like uh rupaul watching makeup wearing blah, blah, blah. right and that's fierce Right. By all means, do all that if that is your truth. If that's your truth, right. And But don't feel the pressure to just, like, if you don't feel comfortable in drag, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to drag. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, honestly, I think everybody should try it. <laughs> I, 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 I personally think that is very, it was a very awakening experience for me. But if that's, if you don't feel like putting on fucking heels and t- tucking your dick away so you can wear a pair, <laughs> a pair of, like, he- panties. I didn't do that, by the way. Okay. It wasn't IT. Really? But... Did you tape your nipples? Live your truth. I tape my nipples. Do you don't think know. they were exposed? Do you think my nipples were protruding? I don't know. I thought they like taped them up so that they looked like more. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, but yeah, clearly. But uh, yeah, no. But I, I very much agree. Like again, express your truth, and that's kind of what I wanted to like. The the whole point of getting into this topic of Pride Month is not. Yes, it's Pride for gay culture specifically but i think again bring it express your truth it's a rainbow flag for a reason right everybody's welcome every flavor yes yes god yes god so don't put yourself in a box be you be flamboyant be uh hetero flexible be homo flexible or just take a nap or just take a nap amen um so one once more slay that's the T. No, Slay, that's the boots. Yes. On the house? Mm. There's T on the house on the realness. Yes, God. You know, and that can be your truth. And you know what? <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Slay, that's the boots, realness to the house on Yes, God. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, I don't know if you... Yeah, I'm hashtag over it. Hashtag over it. Me too. All right. Well, thanks for uh, letting me talk to you uh, awkwardly in <laughs> in a very confined space. You can send with me later. All right, cool. <laughs> and you can find me at Aquaric Health uh, on Instagram. Yeah? I might accept your request and uh aquaricals will you spell that for me it's like aquarius Mm -hmm. but like kels so like a q u a r i k e l s awesome (laughs) yeah uh, yes god follow kevin he's a great guy kelso yeah i do i i i I sing i dance i play piano i I do so many different little thingies and if you want to follow my shit maybe i'll I might even become a drag performer soon. Who knows? Beautiful. I got stuff going on you'll know about. Yeah. So you're going to want to keep up with it. Yeah. <laughs> stuff going on. Yes, God. Yes, God. All right. Thanks again, Kevin. Slay, that's the boots realness. Tea, the house down. Yes, God. Boom. I did it. I, I got it. I was reading a script, but I did it, you know? <laughs> uh, that's the episode this week, guys. Uh, I'm tired. You're tired. 
Thanks for listening. Follow me on Instagram if you want. That's where I do most of the promotions and stuff anyways. I appreciate you listening. Love you. Amen. Okay, bye.